Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dating in the Bay. And today, our theme is Bollywood. And we have Danny Sora. He's an Asian-British actor. We had a super fun chat, and he's, he's really fun and awesome. And I wanted to talk about, before we start, how to cope with disappointments in dating. Because as part of like the roller coaster of emotions that dating is, dating kind of like basically puts you under a microscope of all of insecurities and vulnerabilities and all those highs and lows. So part of dating, unfortunately, sometimes you might get the short end of the stick. Sometimes somebody else who likes you might get the short end of the stick. And part of it is kind of coping with those disappointments. And I think when I was looking back at the last two or three years, I think that I've come a long way in terms of how I can cope and not taking everything so personally. Most things, hate to break it to you, they don't really have to do with you. So usually when something's going on with somebody and they're behaving a certain way, it really has a lot more to do with them. It's never a reflection of you. I noticed that I would always want people to like me. So I would kind of contort or you know do everything, paddle really fast just to make it so that somebody would like me. But now I've noticed that I can now sit back and then observe how someone's actually showing up for me. And then I can look at it more objectively and say, oh, interesting, like that's how that's like how much effort they're gonna put in. Or you could just see things a lot more objectively versus when you're in such an active mindset that I was in of always paddling so hard to make somebody else like me that it's almost, you're exerting so much energy that you're not actually able to focus objectively on what it is. It's such a zero sum mindset of just trying to get somebody to like you and not actually thinking, oh, do I even like that person? Are they even good for me? So stepping back, being in more of the observer space and also not having to try. Like you don't have to try. Actually, this is something that Danny says, you'll hear it towards the end of our conversation. And it's true, it's like you don't need to put on a show for somebody. You don't need to try and perform for somebody like, cause that's what you're gonna be doing then indefinitely. If that's how the person likes you is that you're performing, that's not sustainable. So let's say somebody says, hey, not feeling it, blah, blah, blah. Then A, that's great feedback that you're not wasting any more time on somebody who's not down for you. Also, you want somebody who's gonna be super excited. So the sooner that you find out that somebody's not on the same page as you, the better, because you can scurry along, move on your way, and then find somebody else who does. And also, give yourself a pat on the back for trying. I always say I'm gonna go on a thousand dates, so you got one less to worry about, and keep going. Power through, we got this. We're all gonna be here every week talking about all things, the ups and downs, the, the roller coaster of emotions, but just remembering that Disappointment is part of the process, but then how we react to it and cope with it and then overcome it and push through that, that's the growth and the progress. Well, Danny, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on Dating in the Bay. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. My pleasure. How are you doing? I'm doing great. A bit tired. I just finished uh, my workshop. I had an acting workshop today. So uh, that was a bit intense. So I'm, I'm the facilitator of it. 
So it was a bit like like a proper lesson and stuff online and all that. Oh, what was the topic today? So today we looked at scene study and character study. Oh. And how to create a, a character backstory. Interesting. And the do's and don'ts, yeah. We'll have to get into that and how it applies to dating because I feel like there's probably a lot of crossover. Yeah. So yeah, well, you first just kind of tell us all a little bit about yourself. And also, I know you just were working on a film, so I'd love to hear about that as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So my name's Danny Sura. I'm British, well, British, South Asian, born and raised in the UK. I actually used to um, work as a psychologist. So that was my background. I always did acting as a hobby. And then about 11 years ago, I thought, you know what? What am I doing with my life? I'm doing a job that I don't like. My passion, my, my, my heart, my interest is in acting. So because I love Bollywood films, have you heard of Bollywood films, the Indian films, where they got all the singing and dancing? Yeah, of course. And the bright colors and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up watching Bollywood films. And I thought, why not just go to Mumbai and uh, give it a shot? So uh, that's what I did. Uh, in terms of my family, I'm the youngest. I've got two older brothers. So I'm the youngest in the family. I used to get spoiled. I just still get spoiled, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I'm always going to be the baby, you know, to my mom and dad and stuff. And uh, yeah, just uh, had a, a blessed life. Uh, lucky and privileged enough to be able to go off and follow my dreams, pursue my, my love for acting. That's awesome. So do you live in India right now then? I've got not that dual passports, but there's a thing called Overseas Citizen of India. So it's a little booklet that you get. So you have a lifelong visa for India, so you don't have to keep on getting visas again. Through that, you can get your like social security number and stuff So for paying taxes and stuff over there. So I've got a place there, but I also have a place in England, my family home. So all my immediate family, they live here in England. So I'm actually back in England because of the pandemic and stuff. So I came back like last July because it was really bad in India. And just to be closer to family and stuff, I came back. So hopefully I'll be going back in the next month or so. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like psychology, there's a lot of, <laughs> you could probably use that in acting. Has that been able to help you or how's that? Yeah, I mean, in terms of um, like reading, like between the lines, actually even just like talking to people, you know, reading, you know, between the lines and kind of knowing when they're BSing and kind of knowing that they've got ulterior motives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, it helps there. In terms of the acting, you can really use psychology to really go into the character. So you can look at, you know, the, the unconscious mind of the character. Is the character repressing something, maybe a childhood trauma or a childhood event? Why is the person lacking confidence, the character lacking confidence? You know, so there's lots of stuff. There's, there's no end really to, to using psychology in, in, in like the analysis of your character and stuff. There's loads of things. So you have a friend that you guys talk about dating. Yeah, yeah. And can you talk a little bit about that, how that came to be? And then I know you recently had posted about... The last one was Forbidden Love and Breakups. Yeah, and then how you had said like that when you were in the UK, it was like more sheltered. And then when you went to India, it was like a new, I guess, a new exposure. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so the, so the podcast, it's called Talking Brits in Bomb. So Bomb stands for Bombay. It's called Mumbai now, but back in the day, they used to call it Bombay, but you can't call it Bombay anymore now. And that was devised by a fellow Brit. Her name's Krishna. So she's from London and she lives in Mumbai as well. And we're really good friends. We worked together in England many years ago and uh, she moved to India before me. And then when I moved there, we connected and just hung out. So it's her brainchild. So the concept of the podcast is two British people that moved to India that come from an Indian background 
but just sharing the experience of how it was like moving to a new country and the differences in the culture and basically how everyday life is different there in terms of stuff like talking about sex, dating, how to rent an apartment, going on dates, Tinder and all that stuff is used over there. People using technology more in terms of face-to-face dating and getting to know people, all that kind of stuff. So we did two seasons. So they're both available on the GeoSavant website. You can listen to both of them. So the first season was more about moving to another country. So what, what are the experiences, you know, the challenges that we faced? Because of my acting background, it's very, very hard for actors, especially actors that are single, to rent a flat. It's very, very difficult. Why? Because the, the people just see is that oh, it's kind of like they look upon actors as strugglers that, okay, this guy's a bachelor, he's by himself, he may bring some women back to his house and, you know, bring and have parties and all that stuff. He may not be able to pay the rent because of the, you know, you never know if you're going to get work or not. So it's just very, very difficult for, for bachelors, but whether if you're male or a female, to, to get your own place, which you don't get in England or in the States or anything. As long as you, if your, your ID checks out, you haven't got a criminal background or anything, you can basically rent anywhere. But there it's different. So stuff like that, uh, how dating is different there as opposed to here. We found that in India, contrary to popular belief, people are more forward there. What? Yeah, they're really, seriously, they'll just come up to you and go, hey, you know, you're all right, so you want to go for a drink? Huh? Or sometimes they go, hey, I only live around the corner, you want to come over to my place for like a, <laughs> you know, a midnight cap or something. So the, the forward there, which is, which is like a culture shock to me. Yeah. Because you know, like, Asians in England, 90% of the time, we're very, very sheltered and very protected, you know. So it was just like the total opposite going there and seeing like fellow Asians and stuff yeah. in a country where you think that, no, they're going to be a bit more like, you know, uh, not not as outgoing, but they're totally like on like level 100. Did you flip and then you started just going up to people? I, I'm like a, a quite confident person anyway. I've got a, like a good personality. And stuff, and I'm quite open to like just going up and saying hello to people. So it was nothing different for me. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's more like when it's the because I was quite shy back in the day. Uh. So over there, you you get like females would just come up to, <laughs> as opposed to you going to them. They, they would like most of the time make the first move or strike up a conversation before you do anything. So I like that. That's what I do. Do you? Oh, good. Yeah, I just grab people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you're yeah. American though. Americans are really friendly though. They like that though, generally, I find. Yeah, I mean, I've never had any bad reactions to going up to strangers. Oh, but yeah. it's harder now because pandemic life and <laughs> everyone wears masks and everything. Yeah, but, yeah. but one day. We are going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. Emotions are way more intensified since we don't have all those pre-pandemic life distractions. This year has taught me a lot about resilience and perspective. And the ups and downs of dating during a pandemic are, um, yeah, they're a lot. What's helped me to get through are the unsung bays, my friendships. Through GiftPod, I'm able to record a message to my closest bays and let them know I'm thinking about them and all the fun things we'll do together post-quarantine. The team at GiftPod will spruce it up with music and give it to them as a private podcast. It's a great gift to send to your friends as a pick-me-up and an extra boost to brighten their days during this kind of turbulent time. GiftPod is offering listeners 10% off with the code 104BAY. That's the number 10, 
S-O-R-B-A-E. You can check them out at giveagiftpod.com. Now, let's get back to the episode. Well, let's talk about your confidence program, because I know you said that you were shy back in the day. Yeah, yeah. What were you insecure about? I think, I'll be honest with you, I was quite chubby. I was quite fat from like 11 to about 17, 18 before I started university. I was quite chubby and quite, if you go onto my Instagram and really go back and see my pictures, I've got like a before and after. So I pretty much had like a triple chin, not a double chin, a triple chin and big cheeks and everything. So that confidence wasn't there because I never like had a girlfriend or anything back then. All my friends, they used to be dating girls and all that stuff. Uh, I never got that. So yeah, just like the weight that, that really put a dampener in terms of my confidence and stuff. But it all changed when I went to university. I think just partying and not eating much because it's too busy partying. I lost all the weight. And that's like when I started to get like attention and stuff. And it was really hard actually because I didn't want to be known as a player. Trust me, there were so many opportunities I could have messed about. But I always had it in the back of my mind that, no, Dan, you need to be respectful. Uh, you need to have like a good rep. You know, you don't want to be known as, as a, I don't know if I could say the word, a slut. Like sleeping <laughs> around, sleeping around with everybody. When I think back now, I'm like, Danny, you idiot. Everybody was doing it back then. That was the time when you're a university student to live life and have fun. Why Why were you like so mature back then? You should have just you know, partied and did whatever. So it was the way I was quite chubby and stuff. Interesting. Okay, so then I guess how did you continue to grow? Because then you became, you went to psychology. But then how did, once you went to acting, how did the confidence program come to be? You mean my acting course? Are you, are yeah, the acting course. Yeah, yeah. So that, that happened uh, actually during lockdown last year. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so me and uh, my uh, other half, uh, we uh, decided to uh, do something to, to earn a bit of money and to basically keep ourselves busy. So we started a, a, an acting program called Act With Confidence. So she's an actress as well. Uh, we both know how the industry works. We both attended so many acting workshops and uh, we just thought, you know what, let's offer something different. A, the acting programs in India, they charge a lot of money. And there's normally like 20, 30 students. So how can a facilitator give each of them attention? It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You've got so many people in a batch. Whereas ours, we've only got like, you know, between six to eight people. And it's all online now, obviously, because of the lockdown. But each one gets that attention. So that's what makes us separate from all the other uh, workshops there. And we thought, let's really look at the stuff that people don't teach in their programs in depth as well. Let's look at, you know, character study, scene study. Let's look at breathing techniques. Let's look at how to increase your confidence, how breath is related to your confidence, how breath can help you in your performance. So we really take like a look at like the meditation aspects of it as well. I like that. And, but we do a lot of practical stuff as well, like scene studies, monologue studies how auditions work. We've got students from all over the world. So the way auditions work in India are different to how they work in England. So just basically giving the students a, a, a bit of a taste of how it works differently in other parts of the world. That's awesome. Wait, can we go back to the, the breathing techniques? And yeah, yeah, of course. Can you give us a little tips and tricks of it? Yeah, this is my favorite one. It's, it's, it's more to do with visualization. Okay. So, you know, just, you know, close your eyes and, uh, you know, imagine that you're standing in a circle. Now, in that circle, you're getting rid of all the crap, all the baggage that you're carrying, all the negativity, all the toxicity, anything that's affecting your well-being, you know, be it physical, emotional, mental, whatever, just drop it all in that circle. Shake it off there. 
Then visualize that there's another circle that you're going to step into, and that's your circle of positivity. It's a safe space. There, there's nothing but love. Nothing but love, peace, tranquility, and positive energy. So when you move into that circle, you concentrate on your breath. You're breathing in all that positive energy, and you're just letting it permeate every fiber of your being, your soul, everything. That's awesome. I'm like, I think I'm meditating right now. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, what are you doing? Yeah, I feel like at peace right now. Yeah. Wait, so can I sign up for classes if, even if I'm not an actor? Of course you can. It's for both um, aspiring actors and actors out there. You don't have to have any experience or anything. Even if I'm not an aspiring actor either? Yeah, of course. Why not? Come, have a look. Okay. Is it an online class? It's because of lockdown and stuff. And uh, because I'm... Or is it recorded? No, no. We do it on a Google Meet. So because on uh, yeah, we do it on Google Meet, and uh, yeah, it's like because only like maximum we have is like eight students. So okay. uh, so in this batch that we're currently running, we've got six students, two from England, uh, and the rest are from India. So yeah, it's it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's fun. So can you talk a little bit more about Bollywood? What's it like? Of course. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I grew up watching Bollywood films. I mean, I mean, that's what got me in touch with my culture, actually. Since I was a little kid, I've been watching Indian films. I did try and pursue acting on the side, even though I was doing psychology in England. But back then, you didn't really have Netflix, Amazon. You didn't have any of those platforms, which have got a lot of people from different backgrounds coming in now. So back then, it, it was just the same stereotypical roles for a Asian person like myself. Oh, we need a terrorist. Oh, we need a doctor. Oh, we need someone that owns a 7-Eleven, those kind of stuff. And I thought, you know what? Forget England. I'm not getting much luck here. I grew up watching Bollywood films. Let me go to India and give it a shot. What have I got to lose? So I did. There, the funny thing about Bollywood is, if you're a new face, you get a lot of work really quickly because they haven't seen you around before. So all the auditions come your way. So I found, I was like, wow, I'm like, uh, for, for an actor out there, uh, when you're kind of starting out, you get a lot of auditions for commercials, TV commercials, and you can get good money. So because you're the new kid on the block, all these auditions you're invited to. And because I've got some experience of acting, I've done some work in England. I was quite experienced, so I used to like do really well in the auditions. You don't need an agent there. Like in England, in America, you need an agent there. You can pretty much walk into any casting office and say, hey, I'm, I'm from England. I just moved here. Can I have your email address? Let me just share my pictures with you. If there's any auditions, just give me a call. And they're like, yeah, fine, no problem. So that's how you build your network. It's really easy. You don't need like a middle person. You don't need like a talent agent or anybody. You can just go in there and just introduce yourself. So uh, I found that like a, a big plus for an actor because the accessibility of information, you can, you can really find out. Every day you have text messages. There's an audition happening here. There's an audition happening there. You can just go. Yeah, and I imagine the roles are a lot more... Like there's way more that you can play too. Uh, see, uh, when I first moved there, I was getting a lot of auditions. So I was getting more of the, like, the high-end stuff that we need a foreigner, like a, an Asian foreigner that has probably come from America or from England or from somewhere else in Europe. So that category I fit. Interesting. Let's hear your American accent. Nah, nah. You know, I get so <laughs> conscious doing my American accent. Like, when it comes to like, doing it in front of people, I, I really like, if you're American, I know it's not going to be as good as you, but I can kind of, I, I do work hard on accents. Okay, you do a British accent and I'll try and do an American accent then. Oh no, I'm not an actor, remember? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll work on it and then I'll oh, get back okay. to you. 
it's hard enough speaking English on a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm curious too about what Tinder, I know you mentioned Tinder and dating and comparing England to India. What do you see as, besides the approach on the street, what's kind of the dating app mentality difference? I think they, I don't know if it's the same in England, but there, they just use it for whenever hook up. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, let's go into Tinder and say, oh, yeah, she just ran the corner from my place. Let me drop her a message. And then um, she's like, you know, wants to, wants to hang out or something. I think it's used more for that, like a big hook kind of thing. Only Tinder or other apps too? I'll be honest, I've never used it in my life. So you got Tinder there. I think you got Grinder for people that are, are gay, lesbian. You got Grinder there. Then you got one called Bumble, which is a, like a business kind of one, like a business version of Tinder, I think. Uh, but the most common one they use is Tinder. Fascinating. A lot of people do use Tinder. But I think there it's more used for like a quick hookup kind of thing. Nobody really goes on there to see, oh, what partner is there? <laughs> Long-term partner. Yeah, it's time. like, you know, is this person near me? Okay, does she like me? Uh, does she want to meet up? Or does he want to meet up? Okay, let's go for it. Interesting. So then how would people meet people if they're not on the See, the coffee shop culture there is really big. A lot of people just hang out in coffee shops, like you got your Costa your Starbucks and then your normal yeah. uh, Indian, you know, brands there, Indian coffee shops. So a lot of people just chill there. So I suppose they like, you know, you meet people there, yeah. Even during the pandemic? Uh, no, uh, I think in Mumbai now. Yeah, the coffee shops and stuff, they're all open there. Ah, lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there you, could, you still have to wear masks and stuff, obviously. Okay. But yeah, the shops and stuff are still open there now. Yeah, last I heard. Yeah, even restaurants, everything, yeah. Hmm. All right. What's your most embarrassing story? My most embarrassing story. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to share this, but heck, I'll do it anyway. So <laughs> I used to have a relative, uh, uh, my aunt, God bless her, she, she's passed away now, but she used to live in New Jersey. I used to come and visit my cousins and her all the time. I was about 14, 15. And at nighttime, those infomercials come on. The late night ones, like, hey, if you want to have a good time, call this number. <laughs> right? So I was like sleeping downstairs and I rang the number a few times. And then when I came back to England, my aunt rang me up. She goes, Danny. I go, yes, auntie. Did you ring those adult hotlines? I was like, no, no, I didn't know. <laughs> she goes, you sure? Because I just got a bill for $300. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I did. She goes, well, you better send me the money then right now. Otherwise, I'm going to tell your dad. I was like, okay, auntie, I'll send it. <laughs> That's the most embarrassing moment, getting caught out. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I was 14 then now. So, you know, I was, I was young. Yeah. You're a wee boy. At the a wee, time. wee lad. I was a wee lad. <laughs> yes, a wee lad. <laughs> That's funny. So, do you think that you'll, like, where do you think you'll end up living? Will you be doing the hybrid thing in the long run, or where would you kind of see yourself? Uh, ideally, what, what my plan is, I'm kind of using Bollywood as like a stepping stone to get work in Hollywood also, because a lot of actors from there are, are venturing over to America. So, that's the plan. So, ideally, I love to have, I've got a base in Mumbai anyway. I've got a base in England. So I love to have a base in America and basically just work in those different countries. Yeah, bop around. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Hopefully someone will hear this and then. Hopefully, if you, if you want a good looking Brit lad, yeah, who's got a bit of stubble, yeah, give, <laughs> give us a call. Yeah. Yeah, connect you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, but like um, uh, my film, I did my first um, international feature film I did in England when I came back here. I was lucky enough, uh, a friend of mine basically just sent me a message saying, oh, these guys are auditioning for this film. Give it a shot. Send your stuff in. And uh, the actor in this film is actually, a, he's not only a Bollywood actor, he's actually he was in Star Trek Discovery as well. And he was in Life of Pi. 
so he's doing a lot of international films and he's the main guy yeah. and i got ended up getting a really good role in it and they filmed it here in, in england so uh, that was a very you know a good experience and a good role so i'm really hoping that that will give me some some exposure here in in, in the uk market yeah so yeah so quite blessed that happened that opportunity came my way when does that come out so the editing at the moment they still got three three four more days left to shoot in india so i think uh, and they want to get it ready for the cannes film festival so the film's called footprints on water that's the name okay so hopefully by um, i think cannes is what in may so hopefully by by then it should be all done and dusted and uh, you know releasing sometime this year yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, hopefully. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, and I've got two Bollywood films coming out as well. Oh, what are they called? So one's called Out of Time. So in that, I've got the role as the main lead. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a sci-fi film. Uh, really good. Had a great time working in that. And then there's another film called Rani, Rani, Rani. In that, I've got a supporting uh, role. And also that's that's got a bit of sci-fi elements in it as well. So hopefully that should be coming out this year. So if all goes well, I'll have three films out this year. Pretty good. Yeah. Do you like the sci-fi the most? I, I love sci-fi, yeah. I love it. What kind of sci-fi are we talking here? Aliens? Time travel. Time travel? Okay. Yeah. I wish I could do like a Predator film because I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, and I'm always doing his accent. I'm always making fun of the way he speaks. If I could do like a Predator movie, you know, get the shotgun and blow the Predator's head. So that would be like ideal, <laughs> like an action film with him and Sylvester Stallone. Even though they're old, that's my dream to work with those guys. Yeah. Well, he was our governor, but he's a good actor. And <laughs> yeah, I love him. And actually, he's, I, I, he's actually grown on me in recent years because like, I think he has a donkey. Yeah, he's house. got like a donkey and something else. Yeah, yeah, it's like, there's like a little mini horse. And then he's really into the climate now. And so I think he's definitely had more of a redemption to me post, post-government. You have, you have to be careful about the carbon footprint. Yes. <laughs> you have to throw the trash. You have to terminate the trash in the, the trash bin. <laughs> With this little donkey, I mean, he he looks like he lives in a mini house, and then there's like a donkey running around, and yeah, then it was like, yeah, he seems. Yeah, cool. I follow him on Instagram, so he's always there feeding cookies to his donkeys and just <laughs> outside petting them uh, and all that stuff. But that would be my dream. But you know, I have to hand it to him: a guy from a small village in Austria becoming a bodybuilding champion, to becoming like a, an A-list Hollywood star, to being a governor. He's done a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's done yeah. a lot. A renaissance man. Mm. <laughs> well, what's next on like your pipeline? So you have those three movies done. What can we look forward to? I'm always auditioning for the projects. Uh, I have been shortlisted for a few that they're going to hopefully be shot in England. But in England, we're on lockdown. I, I'm not sure when lockdown is going to be, you know, is going to end. So that's kind of thrown a spanner in the works. So until we get more clarity about what's happening here, uh, I don't think anything's going to be moving forward until we know what's happening. Yeah. Can you go to outdoor dining or is it only takeaway? No, you can only get, get takeaways. You can't go out into restaurants because all the restaurants and stuff are closed only like for delivery. Only like one member of the household can mix with somebody else in your support bubble. So you can go exercising like, you know, one hour a day with like, I think one member of your household or something. And they, they actually enforce that, right? Uh, I mean... It's, yeah, kind of, yeah. Like, if, if if you're found with, like, so many people in your house, and if you're having a party, then the police can fine you a lot of money. Oh, jeez. Actually, one of the, I didn't tell you this, one of the jobs that I'm doing during the lockdown, I'm actually a, a COVID support officer. Oh. So what I do is I go around uh, uh, my town and basically just creating a presence, you know, making sure people are wearing the masks, 
not saying to wear your oh, mask, right. but like just being an example, having a mask on myself, uh, so people yeah. can see that okay, this guy is, you know, is working with the local government. So make sure we got the mask on. Going into supermarkets, making sure that the workers are wearing their masks and stuff, and basically just giving information and advice to the public. Yeah. Do you have to wear a uniform, or how do people know no, no. that? I just basically just they, they they give you a high vis jacket, so they give you like a jacket okay. with the COVID support officer on the back and just a, an ID badge. That's it. That's awesome. I wish we had that here. Yeah, and then we got our own PPE stuff as well, like our face mask, gloves, sanitizer. So even like giving leaflets out because the vaccinations are rolling out here now. So just you know people that are at risk, just giving them information like pamphlets and leaflets. Like, oh, you know this is what's going to happen and keeping them up to date. Yeah. Well, you're also a Renaissance man. You're doing the COVID, <laughs> acting, psychology. The Schwarzenegger impressions. That was one. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> As a parting kind of ending, what's dating advice that you would give to all of my listeners listening today? You know, I would say just be yourself. Don't put a mask on. Don't put on a facade. Just be yourself. You know, never be uh, afraid of being you. That's what I would say. Boom. If you, have to, if you have to impress a person, then that person's not going to be for you. Well put. Yeah. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on today. Will you come back when your movie is out? I'll come back whenever you invite me. No problem. Thanks, Rebecca. Take care. Bye. That was such a fun one. And my dating tip of the week is about kind of your mentality. So let's say you are going through a breakup and you are thinking, I'm never going to find somebody who I connect with that same way, or I'm never going to laugh the same way with another person, or basically kind of getting in that black and white mindset of you're never going to find somebody else. I have a spoiler. There is always somebody else. You're always going to find that connection with another person. And it's not like a doom or gloom kind of thing where you just lost your chance. Like, no, there's always somebody else. Think about every time that you've ever ended something with somebody and then you connected with somebody else. That's just life. And the same way as if you're listening to this and you might be in a relationship and you're kind of feeling stuck or you're not very satisfied, I hope you also can find comfort in knowing that there is always going to be another person. So you, it's not like you have to sit and suffer in something that you're settling for or that you're not happy in. There's not a limited supply, it's an abundance mentality and there is always going to be somebody else you can connect with. And I find peace in that and I find it very comforting and I hope that you do too. So with that, thank you guys again for listening. Thanks again to Danny for being my guest this week and talking all things Bollywood. And thank you to Studio Pod for producing the podcast and I will see you guys next week. See ya.